This week on Together for Salem. You ever kind of have that that similar thought? You're just going through life and you kind of stop and you're like, why are why am I going through this? What am I doing here? What's what's the point? What does how does any of what I do actually matter? What is any of this actually going to do in the long run? Like is is there any purpose to any of this? See, we want significant lives, but most of life seems insignificant. Welcome to Together for Salem. I'm Monica, this is Aaron. Hi Monica. Our dog Commodore is over there, but we're not, we've just calmed him down. Commodore. He's gonna be cool. He's gonna be cool. Yeah. Uh, welcome to our backyard. Welcome to uh, this week's episode put out by Cross Creek Community Church. Mm -hmm. We are a church in Salem, for Salem, for you. We're so glad you decided to watch on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast. Sup, podcasters. Sup. Or maybe you're watching on Facebook and you're just checking this out. But uh, we want you to stick around for the end. We're going to come back on the other side mm -hmm. um, with a giveaway and some announcements. Uh, but this week, Pastor John. Yeah part three of our There Is More series. If you missed the first two, they are on the YouTubes. And you, you should can check them out. Yeah. On demand. We release episodes every Saturday for mm -hmm. your church at home experience and um, they're there for you. But this week, John's talking about a couple things and Aaron's excited. Because we're outside. I love being outside. You do. And we're looking at our garden. I love our garden. Mm -hmm. Nice job planting these, by the way. Yes, thank you. Do you think those seeds are gonna come up? I don't know. I started a little early this year. Got kind of warm. Got kind of warm, got kind of excited. Yeah. So I'm sure <clears throat> you master gardeners or you pros out there are like, what, cherry planted or peppers? Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see what happens. These uh, seeds are gonna grow really big though. Yeah, but the seeds, that's but, what we're talking about this week. It's kind of one thing. Yeah, I think over here are some uh, pars parsley, arugula, radish. That's right, radishes, yep. Yep. That'll be good. Yep, so but the radish seeds, tiny. Yeah, tiny. Tiny. But then big, big nice radishes. The big nice radishes. Yeah. Yep. Don't you uh, have? Uh, also... That's what happens. And then the other thing oh. is this sourdough loaf. Beautiful. It has yeast in it. Fact: the average yeast is one twentieth the size of the average human hair. Dun, dun, dun. Just kind of mind blowing. I mean, I don't even know. My one hair is very little. So one twentieth yes. of that, and then it makes a big old. Yeah. Big big plant. No. Which is awesome. Big, big loaf. Oh, big, big loaf. This is the, the loaf. Who's the science teacher? <clears throat> Me? Yeah. Um, anyway, so John's going to be talking about significance versus insignificance mm -hmm. and things that seem maybe insignificant at the time, like a seed or a organism like yeast, um, but it really can do big, big things that maybe we don't even see or notice. That's right. At the time. That's right. So stay tuned, watch what John has to say, and then we're going to come back on the other side uh, with giveaway announcements and all that jazz. Here's to you, John. See you in a bit. So I want to tell you a story, a true story that happened when my kids were a little bit smaller. They're still small, but we had two of our kids in diapers and the oldest was still potty training. And I remember I just changed a, a blowout on, on one of the babies and changed a regular diaper on the other one and just finished helping clean up the potty training kid. 
And so then I go outside to our dog run. We had two dogs at the time and I clean up after them. And I remember kind of bending down with my hand in the bag, doing my work, thinking like, <laughs> seriously? Like this is my life now? I just cleaned up after five other beings and their waste? Like my life is pretty right now. This is not the dynamic life I envisioned for myself. And it was, I just kind of got on this trail of like, what's the point of this? Of like going through all of this, just to, just to get through this phase of life and then deal with whatever the next phase is. Like, what's, what's the point? Why are we doing, why am I doing all this? You ever kind of have that, that similar thought? You're just going through life and you kind of stop and you're like, why are, why am I going through this? What am I doing here? What's, what's the point? What does, how does any of what I do actually matter? What is any of this actually going to do in the long run? Like, is, is there any purpose to any of this? I mean, it's, it's in all of our lives, whether it's cleaning up after others, whether it's, you know, poop or, or laundry or cleaning the house or having to work to, to earn money that really does nothing when you die. Like we work and enjoy life and then die. And what's the point of spending our whole life on that? Or working hard at relationships that seem to, no matter how hard you work on them, they just take more and more time, more and more energy, more and more work. Or maybe school assignments that just never end. School assignment after school assignment. So you can get that job to make money so that when you die, nothing happens. And the, <laughs> honestly, and I'm not trying to be a downer, but honestly, most of us are going to die not having accomplished much. We're going to die not really having changed the world and we'll be forgotten in a hundred years or less. I mean, think about it. Most of us don't even know who this guy is. And he was the president of the United States. If the president of the United States isn't even remembered, what chance do we have of having a life that really makes any difference? See, we want significant lives, but most of life seems insignificant. How do our, our common insignificant lives really matter? Like deep down, we want our lives to matter. We really do. But how, how can they when our life is consumed with insignificance? Well, I'm here to tell you, it is possible to have a life of significance. And in this series of There's More, we've been talking about how all of us and you personally are invited to be part of a revolution, what Jesus called the kingdom of God, a revolution that is still changing millions of lives every day, that we are all invited to have a life of meaning, of purpose that will outlast every nation and every culture in the world. But this revolution is invisible and it's counterintuitive. It looks nothing like what we would expect. And in our last episode, and you can go, watch, go back and watch that, we saw that Jesus said that we find more by choosing to become less. Like we find more by choosing to become insignificant. Like, is that all of it? So great, Jesus. I mean, I mean, that was a cool message and all, but like, what is that all there is? Just be less and, and be okay with being insignificant. And I mean, respectfully, if we're, if we're honest, I think a lot of us would ask, like, what is that really going to accomplish? But here's what I think we can discover. If we, if we look at this together and we, and we look at what Jesus actually said about the kingdom of God, I think we'll discover that the kingdom of God 
revolutionizes the definition of significant. And Jesus knew that this concept would be pretty hard to swallow for most of humanity. And so he gave us illustrations to help with help us understand this idea. So I want, I want to set the scene for what we're about to read Jesus saying. The Roman Empire had conquered most of the known world. Anyone who resisted was destroyed. Like there was no standing up to Rome. Either you, you gave in and joined them or you were wiped off the map. And the Roman Empire ends up occupying Israel. But the Romans, being good empire builders, allowed the Jews to keep their religion, to keep their customs. And they allowed the Jewish religious leaders to kind of still have the authority that they had with the common people, kind of used the religious leaders to keep the common people in line. And these religious leaders are kind of seen as the gatekeepers of, of, of God, of the religion. And to go against what they said and, and what they taught meant that you were going to get kicked out of your culture. You're going to get kicked out of your religion. You're going to be an outcast to society. You would be labeled as a sinner. You would be on your own. Nobody would be willing to be seen or associate with you. And so with, with the Roman Empire on one side and the religious elite on the other, looming over common everyday life, controlling everything, enters an obscure Jewish rabbi from a nowhere town with 12 followers who are mostly uneducated. And this rabbi makes a lot of claims about himself and what he's doing. And one of the main claims he makes is that he's bringing the promised kingdom of God. That he's starting a kingdom more powerful than Rome, more significant, more true than the religion of the leaders. And if you look at it on the surface, like just the facts there, it's crazy. Like if you were there and listened to Jesus, be like, you are insane. Like, how is this going to do anything? And I'm sure his followers, when he would talk about the kingdom, are like, how, seriously, how are we? Who are we to start a revolution in the face of such power that we have no control over? And so Jesus gives two simple, small explanations about the kingdom of God. Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. Now, a lot of people get hung up on that because they're like, well, the mustard seed isn't the smallest seed. That's, that's not the point. For the people in that time period and in that area of the world, it probably was the smallest seed they were thinking of. But the point really is, the size of the mustard seed. It's so small. It's basically nothing. But the point of Jesus' illustration is what starts out insignificant grows into something big enough to provide shelter for a bunch of birds. And nothing really happens right away. You know, when you stick a seed in the ground, nothing happens. But when it starts as nothing, it's dead in the ground, it slowly grows and grows and grows until we can't help but notice that it's there and that it's changed its landscape around it. And here's, here's another one. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Yeast, a, a tiny single-celled microorganism. In the dough, it's, you, know, you sprinkle it in the dough, it's invisible. You don't see it. It's like nothing. But 
once you knead it into the dough and you work it in, it, it permeates the entire lump. It changes everything. You can't see it, but there's these inner changes that are doing some really big work. And the amount of dough that she's making really is enough to feed 100 to 150 people. So what is Jesus getting at with these very short, very simple illustrations? Well, there's kind of two two aspects that we can look at. For the original audience who heard this, for his, his followers, he's talking about the big picture of the kingdom of God. That the beginning of this revolution that he's bringing, what Jesus and his boys and the women who were with them were doing, would at that moment seemed like nothing, right? Walking around the, the uh, Israeli countryside, talking to 10 people at a time or whatever, kind of seemed like nothing at, at that moment. But he's saying, just wait. Just wait and see. And of course, now us looking back, we see that this small little group of people turned into a world-shaping movement. And that was the, the main point for the people listening to those illustrations with Jesus. But for us, I think there's more. There is more. See, for us, in the kingdom of God, significance is found in our purpose, not our size. That's what Jesus is getting at for us. In the kingdom of God, significance is found in our purpose not in our size. And so the mustard seed, right? This little thing, barely a meal for a bird, but it grows into something that can house many birds. Or the yeast, this tiny, tiny little thing, but it multiplies exponentially. It completely changes and affects the dough, allowing it to feed many people. See, we think that bigger and and louder and more is better. And that's what significant means, right? If we're the biggest, the loudest, and the most, then we are significant. The little mundane, annoying, painful times in our life, the the insignificant times, they're, they're just a waste, right? Like we try to avoid those. Like how is doing these things, picking up dog poop, how is this going to do anything for me? But one of my favorite words in the New Testament writings, but in the kingdom of God, every task, every even painful trial is given significance. Every time we choose to be less than, like we talked about in the last episode, every time we choose to be less than has significance in the kingdom of God. And it can have exponential impact that often we'll never even see in our lifetimes. Think about it. That, that story of me getting to pick up all the other beings' waste, that was an opportunity to have a significant opportunity to show the love of God to my kids. They might not have known it then, but laying a foundation, allowing them to discover that God loves them and enjoy that life, and then hopefully someday share that love with others. It was an opportunity of great significance to, to show real love to my wife because she's not the one who has to do all of this alone. And it was teaching me that it's good to serve, that life is about serving others. Or when you have those times at at work or at school that seem insignificant, seem almost annoying, we can just brush them off as insignificant and unimportant. But in the kingdom of God, they have significance. See, those, those moments are a chance to show the love of God to others, to be an example to those in our sphere of influence of real peace, 
of, of joy that doesn't always make sense and, and of patience that definitely doesn't come from us. And in those hard relationships, we can use it as a chance to teach us and others that love is a choice. That's not a feeling. That a choice of love is so much stronger. And, it's, and you can see that time as God using you to help make other people better even. See, what, might, what we're doing might not seem to have any significance right now. Like going through this or cleaning up after somebody or, or being patient with somebody might not seem to make any difference, have any significance right now. But what seems insignificant, what seems small to us is given eternal significance in the kingdom of God. Think about it. The cool thing about seeds, one little seed might be the thing that changes everything. One little seed that you plant might change everything. And that's the cool thing about seeds, right? You look at one little seed and you're like, ah, that's nothing. But in that seed, in planting that seed, it has really the potential to multiply into a huge forest. Like every forest started probably with one little seed. I didn't do the science on that. I'm just assuming. But think about that. Every seed has a chance to grow another tree that drops thousands or millions of seeds that then grow more trees that drop all those seeds. See, we don't know how God will multiply the insignificant actions, the insignificant efforts, the insignificant moments we have in our lives. But we do know God multiplies our insignificance to unimaginable significance. Yeah, but I mean, how do we know? Like, yeah, okay, I'll be patient with this coworker and it doesn't change anything. I don't see anything happening. I try to be less than these people this week and nothing happened. I saw nothing. Well, look at the results in these illustrations Jesus gave. And look at the inevitability in these examples. Right? They both start as insignificant, as nothing. And we can't see any change right away. But once that seed is planted, it starts growing immediately and there's nothing that stops it. He says it's, it's planted and then it, it grows. Nothing stops it. Or once the yeast is added, it immediately starts dividing and it permeates everything and there is nothing that stops it. There's nothing that can stop it. See, invisible doesn't mean insignificant. It might seem small, but it's unstoppable. Progress might be slow, but the intended outcome, growth, is guaranteed. See, the little we do for the kingdom of God, the little we do in the kingdom of God, is guaranteed to grow in its own way from little to big. We just have to wait, right? This is what every gardener, what every farmer knows, that we, we plant in spring and we wait, and then we harvest in fall. It takes time. We don't see it right away. And so how do we do this? How do we uh, embrace the insignificant and, and find the significance in our mundane, normal lives? How do we see that we're adding to the kingdom of God? Well, two steps this week, this episode. First, read Ephesians 2.10. Once a day, it's super short. Here's, here's how short it is. For we are God's masterpiece, that's pretty cool. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 
and the good things. I've often read that and be like, oh, great, so we're going to do these amazing, huge things for Jesus. They're not always big things, are they? The good things he has planned for us, that he's prepared for us from eternity past, they're not always big things. And most of the time, we miss them because they think, oh, the good things that he wants us to do, that's just that's little. It's insignificant. But that word, masterpiece, it's poema in Greek. I don't know a lot of Greek, but I know that one. Po- poema. It means, it's where we get our word poem, right? And if you think about it that way, anything we do in the name of Jesus, anything that we do with the attitude of Jesus in the kingdom of God, really is just another word in the poem that God is writing to the world. In the love poem, if you will that God is writing to the world. Everything we do in the kingdom is part of that poem. It might seem insignificant and little, but it's adding to what God is saying about himself to the world he loves. Like, think about it. Every little letter, every insignificant letter in Shakespeare has immense significance, doesn't it? It wouldn't be the same thing without that little letter or that little word. Every little insignificant thing we do becomes huge, grows exponentially, becomes big to continue the revolution of God here on earth. So read that and remind yourself that you are God's masterpiece. Read Ephesians 2.10 every day for five days. It's not that hard. And then pray. I was going to say ask, but I think God has an idea for us. And whether you truly believe somebody's listening or not, I think what's what's the harm in trying? Just say, God, Where do I need a significant change of view? Where do I need a significant change of view? So what what seems insignificant to you, but God might be using it for something bigger. It might be something at work. It might be something at home. It might be a friendship that might be a little afraid at the moment. I mean, these times, who knows what's going on with friendships and, and relationships. But what might seem insignificant to you, but God might be using it for something significant. And you might not see progress right away. It might be discouraging. All we have to do is just take our steps, plant those seeds, throw in that yeast, and then let God do the heavy lifting. See, in these examples, somebody planted that seed, somebody worked in the yeast, and then it just did its thing because God did the rest. That's the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God brings true significance to what we think is insignificant. And if we look at how this kingdom of God, how this revolution started with just a little group of Jewish people who were conquered by Rome, standing against the mightiest empire the world had ever seen, and standing against this incredibly entrenched religious cultural order, they brought a revolution, a revolution that changed and continues to change the world today. And that is the revolution you are invited to join. See, in the kingdom of God, a life of significance is waiting for us in every insignificant moment. We just have to choose to accept it and play our role. We have to choose to discover our role in the kingdom of God, to enjoy our role, to live it out, to experience it, and then to share that life that Jesus offers with everyone around us. So discover it, enjoy it, and share it, and use every insignificant moment for the significance Jesus has for it.
Thanks, John. Um, thanks for that um, encouragement, that challenge, that message on um, insignificant moments becoming significant moments. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read that Ephesians 2.10 this week. That, that'll be good to remember. Okay. It's funny, I was going to tell John this earlier. I've heard that verse, and he, he talks about the Greek word poema. Oh, yeah. There. That's come up, this is the third time this week in oh, various readings and stuff. Yeah, I've heard it a couple times too. So isn't that funny the way yeah. that happens? Like it's like God's trying to say something. Right. So anyway, I like John's explanation of that too though. So thank you for that. Good, we just gotta try to live it out this week. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. It's speaking of living things out. <laughs> yeah. We're what? gonna oh. live out this <laughs> giveaway to Sweet Smith, <laughs> which is an amazing dessert place downtown. They have mm. vegan options, they have uh, sugar-free options? Probably. Yeah, I mean, they have all kinds of stuff. I forget, we talked about it last week. I don't frequent the sugar-free options. No, but that's sure why I don't there. know really much about it. They do, they have pizza. Um, but I'm gonna move in there. And, oh. <laughs> definitely, oh. definitely Elisa. Oh, our winner. Is our winner this week. You're gonna go downtown Salem and get yourself, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Get yourself some dessert, which is gonna be great. Congratulations. That's right, congratulations. Definitely Elisa. You can see the confetti falling. Yeah. Or maybe it's just the cherry blossoms. Maybe it, maybe it is. Um, congratulations on winning. Thank you for entering on Instagram. You can always enter our giveaways on Facebook, Instagram, or email us. That's right. And this week's giveaway, are you ready? Yeah, I don't even actually know what it is. This is a surprise to me <laughs> I this know. week. It's Angel Share Barrel House. It's in Turner. What? We oh, do you want me to throw this? Okay. We haven't gone yet, but we need to go because I hear so many great things about this yeah. place. So we're giving away $25 to Angel Share. It's not a far drive. You can handle it, Salem people. Um, but we're gonna give $25 so you can enter. Oh, on... I actually have been there. Oh, you have been there. It's, it's awesome. Okay, he's been there. Phew, I'm so relieved. Um, but you can enter on Instagram, Facebook, or email us. Um, mm. And we'll be giving away $25 to Angel Share. So we're excited about it's that It's a cool one. place. Cool spot. Yeah. Um, great people that run it mm -hmm. and we appreciate you and we appreciate you guys being for Salem and checking out local businesses uh, like Angel Share. That's right. Yeah. So that's it. We just have a couple other announcements. Do you want me to do them? <laughs> Sorry. Excuse you. I could leave that cough out. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> She's probably breathing bark dust in. Um, this oh, weekend, if you're watching this before Sunday at 4.30, you can still head over to Cross Creek, uh, the on-site location for our outdoor party. It's probably mm -hmm. not going to be outdoor um, because weather, hello Salem. It's looking a little better now. It's looking better. Well, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll we don't still know. have the party. At the time of filling, we're still going to have the party. Mm. Um, it's really important to us to um, create these spaces where we can um, get together and sing songs and see each other. So um, I'll throw a little video from John at the end of this that oh. you can watch. He tells about it. So we'll Good. let him do the work. Yeah, he can explain this, this time. Um, but know that that's coming up. And if you missed this one, you're watching it after April 25th, we're gonna have them on the second and fourth um, Sundays of the month. So just yeah. stay tuned on social media and the website and we'll keep those things updated with locations and times and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, but really important. Um, we hope that you can come. Yes. Uh, because we are gathering uh, clothing items and hygiene things, hygiene kits for Church at the Park, which mm -hmm. is a ministry uh, here in Salem. They serve at Cascade Gateways Park over there. And they're doing some incredible, amazing things in Salem. Follow them on social media, check out their website. Um, the, some of the sheltering options they have are amazing and the services they provide. And you don't have to just take part in our clothing drive. There's lots of ways for you to get involved with Church of the Park. Check out their website. They have different 
volunteer opportunities. You can always bring them goods that they need. And of course, donate yeah. monetarily to Church of the Park. So that's our April for Salem challenge mm -hmm. and it's wrapping up. Yes. So you still have time. Also, um, stay tuned because we'll have a May for Salem challenge mm -hmm. that we'll talk about. May you participate in our for Salem challenge. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Oh, welcome form. Yes. What What if I'm watching this mm -hmm. or listening to this, listening to this for the first time? And um, podcasters. Podcast. Podcast. Um, if you are new and maybe you've been watching for a few weeks or months and you've never let us know that you're watching, shoot us an email mm -hmm. or fill out the welcome form. And the welcome form is a great way just to say hello. Um, you can get a free Bible or a free e-gift card um, if you want to check that box. Um, but it's just a great way for you to connect with us and us to connect with you. It's no strings mm -hmm. attached. Um, when we get those form submissions, we just send a little hello welcome email and that's it. So be sure to check out the welcome form. Uh, there's also kids content online yes. for you kiddos. And then lastly, if you want to donate to Cross Creek, we're always um, thankful for your support nope. uh, monetarily to Cross Creek. Um, and we need those donations. So thank you for doing that. It's on our website. That's it. I think our dog's ready for... Oh, he was just eating some grass. So oh, he's cool. ready to throw up inside our house again. <laughs> Way to be real. Spring babe. has sprung. Yep. No. Well, Sit. thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Sit. Like half the people who watch our videos aren't subscribed. So if you're one of those half people who haven't subscribed and you're watching, click that subscribe button. Right. Uh, show us some love. And then you're also notified for other videos that we put on our channel. So that's it. Except for these questions. Yeah, here they come. See you next week. For this weekend, we are doing our drive-in party. Okay. The original game plan okay. was what? Uh, we were gonna do an outdoor party. Right. Like we had an Easter and have chairs yeah. out and blankets. And like cool hangout outside time. Sunscreen. But the problem is the weather did not agree with that plan, it yep. looks like. Yep. So we're gonna go with drive-in party in your cars. Okay. Partying with the band under the overhang. Cool. And it, it should be a good time. And afterward, for those who are willing and comfortable, and if you're not totally cool, we're gonna open up the downstairs of that building okay. for some some masked, distanced hangout time. If the, it's, like, it's like raining down and people wanna hang out. Right. We'll open up the downstairs for those who are willing. That's a great plan. Yeah, plan B. Okay. If it's like pouring what down. What if it's sideways rain? Yeah, and it'll ruin the sound equipment. Yeah, what's the game plan there? Then, for those who are comfortable, we will move inside into a masked, distanced, environment okay. and allow um, time to be inside. And if I'm there and I'm not cool with the inside time, yeah. do I ha is there an option for me? We will. We'll still have the radio station going and you can be in the parking lot and still get your kid bags and your snacks and all those goodies. And they need to bring, hopefully bring some stuff, right? Yeah, they are. They're going to bring stuff for the clothing drive. We're, bringing, we're gathering things for Church of the Park. Yep. So men's clothing, men's and women's shoes, hygiene kits. There's information on the website, but that is our collection point for the clothing drive for Church of the Park. Awesome, sounds like a good game plan. Sounds like a great game plan. Watch me sink this sink rock. It, sink it.